How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Wired In. We are back once again for another episode. We're excited to be here. Um, it's been, you know, a few weeks. That's typically our tradition. Is we just uh, we yeah, you know, we, we have, have to, something to we say. have to ruminate. You know, we have to let you know let the news cycle just build up into a just catastrophic, you know, boiling point, and then <laughs> that's yeah, basically. <laughs> That, that that's essentially what's happened too. I mean, mm-hmm. we we've got we've got a lot to talk about, mostly on one specific topic. Um, and I'm sure by now, um, if you pay any attention to you know drama in uh, media and specifically conservative media, you know what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but there's there's some other things too that we want to talk about. But uh, first of all, how are you doing, Spencer? Any uh, any major life decisions you've made recently or you just kind of chilling? Well, it depends on what you mean by life decisions because, uh, uh, nothing really, uh, major except for the fact that I made the grievous mistake of watching, uh, the rage bait that is Velma. So, um, that show is horrifically bad on, I mean, it's, it is almost like, they apparently they've been releasing the episodes in like two like uh two per week Mm. but man i i couldn't even i i couldn't even get through one i it was so like i i had to like force myself to watch the second one that after that i was like (laughs) you know what oh man yeah i'm i'm hearing that from a lot of reviewers on on youtube that they couldn't make it past the first episode or that it's been extremely hard to make it through each episode um first of all that that wasn't a good decision on your part to watch that no it was not sometimes it's fun to torture yourself and just because i mean sometimes i'll have that too i'll be like i know this is going to be bad but that is that is hours of my life that i will never ever get back so (laughs) yeah yeah that 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 happens but hey it's it's it makes for great content on this show so i think that is kind of a net gain for you know, I, I, maybe I, not I, you, just, but for someone. <laughs> it. I just wonder, like, who, who at HBO was like, "Hey, you know what will really just hit it home with our viewers? You know, you know what, what will really just get people engaged? Let to hypersexualize Scooby Doo. Oh, but <laughs> well, we'll get rid of the talking dog. We'll get yeah. rid of the main thing that is like the." whole reason the whole draw for the the whole franchise to begin with yeah we'll just get rid of the talking dog and just turn the show into hyper sexualized rage bait yeah yeah well because you know what's weird though is and i don't i don't understand how hbo works as far as like their different departments and whatnot but they i mean they've made some of the best content that i've seen on 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 TV at least, but then they'll make things like this. And it's like, guys, what are you, what are you doing? I mean, um, cause like you said, you know, you're taking a, a decades old property, Scooby-Doo, which has been around since what the eighties, I think. I think earlier than that, I think the seventies. Yeah. At, yes. Seventies, eighties, something like that. And this is, this is a, a continuing trend I've seen, whether it's Lord of the Rings whether it's Velma, um, whether it's just remaking um, movies that came out decades ago, 
it's it's take it's like you're you know by bringing Velma or bringing Scooby Doo ish type content back, you are appealing to this audience that has been watching Scooby Doo for decades, and you are wokeifying it into twenty twenty three now. And you honestly expect the audience that grew up with the show to appreciate that because I don't think, I don't think newer audiences, potential audiences are going to be super excited to watch Velma. I mean, maybe some, but you're, you're setting yourself up for failure by, by doing this, you know, and, and you don't even have the main thing that draws people into this, into this franchise, which is Scooby-Doo. You're focusing it on the nerdy scientist lady who was kind of a, I, I mean, she was a, a significant character. They all were, but she wasn't necessarily the main reason you were watching Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And I mean, now if you're, you're going to isolate a raging lesbian now too, apparently. So, yeah, which, you know, it's, I mean, hey, you know, as, do what you will, but it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of like doing, trying to think of a, a, of a near equivalent, but it's like, it would be the equivalent of doing a show like, uh, just the first one that comes to mind, uh, doing a show about Jimmy Neutron, but not having Jimmy Neutron in it, you know, it's like you're taking away like, about the the people in Jimmy Neutron's world, but not have him in it. <laughs> yeah, it it's it's such a weird creative decision, and it's just like it it feels like just it it, it it's kind of in the same vein as She Hulk, where the show was just purely made for the writers' room. You know, no no reasonable rational person outside of the outside of the writer's room is really going to be on board with watching more She-Hulk or watching more Velma. It's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's kind of a, just it's like, a, uh, it's, it's like Marvel green lighting, a Karen series in the daredevil universe, but daredevil's not in it. It's just about Karen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it was, who it, wants to watch that? <laughs> yeah. It just, it, it like, cause with with Karen too, it's like it, Karen's whole character is dependent on characters like Matt and like uh, the Punisher in order to like drive her motivation and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, it would be it, it, yeah, it would be really stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I I can't say I've watched it. I've definitely seen reviews of it enough to where. I, I'm just not really interested. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, Scooby-Doo for, for one thing, it's, it's one thing I watched when I was little, it was not really anything you took seriously. Just, Oh, yeah. there's these, there's these kids that are trying to solve these mysteries. And, you know, I mean, it had some good like value to it. You know, you learn the value of working together and it's not all about one person, yada, yada, but it's just a cheesy, you know, fun show. It's not really meant to be, this groundbreaking drama or anything like that. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a classic. I mean, it's just part of, part of our American TV culture from decades past. So it's, you know, it is what it is, but it's just, there's the, 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 the decisions to bring certain things back. It's like, really, why this, why, why would you do this? This <laughs> I don't understand. Um, 
the thought process of, of doing that. But I mean, Hey, we'll see how it works out for them. Maybe they'll get a, a season two and it'll be the most amazing thing that we've ever seen. Um, I tend yeah, to doubt like, that, and but. you know, and the thing is like, I don't think nearly as many people would really give all that much of a shit. I mean, not that they really give that much of a shit about the show in general to begin with, but it's like, out of all things Thai per sexualize, Scooby Doo, like, why? You know, and it, it, it's just like it's it's evident that the show was written by people who, you know, they they you know you're you're constantly told like, uh, you you constantly hear you hear you constantly hear that from like writing advice to write what you know about, but when you know nothing, it's kind of it's kind of a know, problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like. It's just, it, it feels like it's written by people who are just, their whole life is just Twitter, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is very much how I felt about She-Hulk as well. It's just oh, been written dude, by people that, that are on Twitter and they want to make statements. And I mean, I get that, this is a bit going off on a tangent, but I get that She-Hulk is about, you know, this uh, breaking the breaking the fourth wall kind of thing. And, th- and that there are some like, elements to that but just the way they go about it especially from what i hear the final episode where they're basically admitting the show is bad um it's just it's so strange creatively why you would go that route when you've when you've got all these different ways to make the show better um even if it ends up not being a show that you know say you or i would want to watch i'm sure there's an audience for that but to do it the way they did it you know, it's it's again, it's a pattern that we keep seeing with certain things that it's just tiresome. But whatever. I mean, we we've we've ruined a bunch of different franchises in the past 10 years, so we might as well ruin Scooby Doo now. <laughs> we might so, as well stay the course, you know? Yeah, let's keep, <laughs> keep moving forward. That's that's what I say. Um yeah, and so we're completely switching uh, topics here. But um, one other thing I wanted to get into before we delve into the the meat of the show, which is, spoiler alert, it's going to be about the Steven Crowder situation that's been going on with Daily Wire. Um, but another smaller story to talk about is uh, for those of you who are gaming and those of you who like you know older Star Wars games, you've probably noticed that if uh, if you have Knights of the Old Republic 2, um, which is a Star Wars game, um, out on the Switch, it, I think it came out back in July, I want to say, um, from Aspire. You've probably noticed when they announced their uh, a launch video for it that they said at the end, Restored Content Mod is coming out in, uh, I think it said Q3 2022, which... Uh, to my recollection means no later than September of 2022. Well, it's been, you know, four months since it was supposed to come out and there's just been complete silence on the part of Aspire as to what is going on. Um, now the restored content mod, for those of you who don't know what that is, basically when Night of the Old Republic two first came out in 2004, it was rushed. It wasn't a fully complete game, the vanilla version of it. So what happened was over time, the fans got together and they they found like different code and whatnot that 
had been made for the game. And there was also things that they put in themselves to really complete the rest of, of that game. Because even the vanilla version, it's still, I think one of the best video games of all time for me. Um, and so they, they took that and they, they completed that they added a lot more content. So that way it felt more like a complete version of what was, it was supposed to be. Um, and so, you know, if you have steam, you can play it on there. You can play the restored content mod there. Um, and that's, that's where it's been for a long time. Well, when they announced they were porting it to the switch and that they were going to be bringing that version into it, that's a big deal. Um, especially if there's people that are playing it for the first time that have never played that before, you would want to play the restored content version because that's the complete version. So for the, for it to not be out yet, but you can still play the original game. It's like, you know, on the one hand, yeah, you can still play the game, but they've also had bugs in it too. I guess there's one bug where I think it's like three quarters of the way into the game. There's like this game breaking bug to where you can't finish it. And I don't know if they fixed it yet or not, but I think they have, but there's just, there's been some buggy messes going on with it, which is just strange to me. Um, but from my understanding, I don't know if this is true. It sounds like there's been some legal issues between, I don't know if it's Disney or Lucasfilm or what between them. And, uh, I would guess the, the fans that made the restored content mod, um, it sounded like things were heading in the right direction, but apparently not. So it may still be another few months before we even get the game, the full game out. Um, but you couple that with Aspire dropping the ball in the KOTOR remake and it sounding, it sounds like they're moving to a different studio to make it. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is a bit odd because for a while Aspire has been in the good graces, graces of, of fans for porting, you know, like classic games like Republic Commando, the original KOTOR, um, and different games like that. So I don't know what's going on, but, uh, it's I would imagine it's kind of frustrating for people that have been waiting for this port. Yeah, I think like it, it sounds it's so, it sounds more like uh it's it, it really sounds more like the studio is more so I mean it could also be the legal issues, but from the way it sounds, it sounds like the studio is like more so just imploding with uh Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Cause I mean like I said, they're they're they've had to fire like a bunch of people, including like some of their lead lead people that were working on the KOTOR, the original Knights of the Republic remake um, supposed to be coming out on PlayStation. So it sounds like between that and whatever else could be going on that it, I mean, I'd, I'd say it's probably that I'd say it's probably more that than the legal issues just because they even credited the, the fans um, in the actual trailer for it. <laughs> I believe. Um, oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Which, which is a big deal. Cause I mean, they could have just said, Hey, here's, yeah, they could have just been like, nah, here's this mod. screw the, screw the community. Yeah. Yeah. Y- yes. But they, they did actually give a nod to the, the community. So I, I'm hesitant to be like, Oh, this is some nefarious. They're trying to, you know, you know, undercut the fans. I, I think this is just for whatever reason, the spire is not, <laughs> doing well and uh 
I mean, it it could very well just be that they're having a bunch of uh, they're having to lay off a bunch of people because I know Microsoft yeah. just had to recently just had to lay off a bunch of people. So yeah, like 10, um, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they're having to if Aspire as well is having to lay off people as well. So yeah, this is a uh, this is bringing me back to Knights of the Old Republic three when they were working on that and there was a big layoff at a. Uh, uh, Lucas Arts, and they weren't able to finish the yeah. game. So th- this is this is like PTSD for for people like me that very really excited for stuff like yeah. this. It's like great, here we go again. Um, but anyway, um, as as updates come out about that, we'll be sure to to let you know what's going on. But uh, anyway, um, this this next topic here that we're going to be focusing on, I think, for the rest of the show, is what we've really been wanting to talk about, um, and this whole thing blew up just a couple of days ago but it feels like it's been weeks um which i guess technically for the the parties involved it's been months um and uh yeah there's this so if you're not familiar with steven crowder he's like probably the biggest youtube conservative star on there right now he's got millions of followers um not just there but also on his uh mug club which is his own um membership that you can subscribe to for all of his content um, he used to be with, uh, well, he used to, Stephen Crowder used to be employed with several different people. He was with Fox news. Then he went with, uh, CRTV, um, which then merged with the blaze and now it's blaze media. So he's been with blaze for a few years. Well, his contract ended up, um, back last fall. And so he's a free agent now. He's still a free agent and he's been looking for different opportunities of where to work, yada, yada. And he's been getting different offers um companies and uh so what was it tuesday or wednesday he uh uh, well monday first of all monday he tweeted out this has got to end more tomorrow and then tuesday comes and he posts a video on youtube saying hey uh there we got to stop big big con and what he means by big con is big conservative media and he holds up this uh this sheet or whatever this um this redacted version of of a piece of the agreement that was going on between him and some other company we didn't know who and basically he was focusing in on the uh the censorship with uh you know one of the things it said in there was if if your uh platform gets completely banned off of youtube or if it gets like a content strike or suspension your fee will be reduced by 25% or it'll be, you know, you'll lose like a hundred thousand dollars, um, off your fee. Um, if you don't fulfill like all the, all the shows that you've been contracted with through the year and, and stuff. So when he, when he first shows that it looks really bad. It's like, wow, this is, this is horrible. A million dollars or 25% of, of what you're being paid. That's horrible. And so he launches this website, Stop Big Con, and you know, join us there, blah blah blah. And I'm going to start my own thing. Um, and so that led people to speculate: Well, who's he talking about? Which company is he talking about? Um, and most people were saying Daily Wire because when you think about it, there's really not many like major conservative platforms that are out there. Yeah. There's, you know, comparatively to like left wing media, it's, it's not yet. Yeah. It's yeah, like that kind of, that kind of are, money. It's like, yeah, your I, I had are, it down to, I had it down to like Fox news because 
Fox News isn't just the Fox News channel. They also do like Fox Nation, just mm-hmm. like pod- podcasts and originals and documentaries, things like that. So I was like, okay, it's either them or it's Daily Wire. And he said at the front, it's not the blaze. So it's not the blaze. And uh, we'll get into this more. But I I don't believe for a second that he was intending to leave Daily Wire out of this, even by doing the very first video. I, I think no. he knew he knew that by doing this video, people were going to suspect it was Daily Wire. Yeah. Like, well, I just don't know why you would even pretend at that rate. I mean, if if you if if you know that the people from Daily Wire are going to see the video, like why why play secretive of like, oh well, I'm not going to name names, but yeah. and then drop like you know specific info from whatever term sheet you know you were given. It's like. Yeah. Well, and not only that, I mean, the way that he talked about this company made it very obvious that it was Daily Wire because he starts saying stuff like, you know, they they want me to read all these ads on air and I only do like one ad, at least one ad um, a show. And I've I've made that promise to you. I'm not going to fill the show with ads. And I get tired of these conservative shows that do ads every few minutes. I'm like, okay, well, he's obviously talking about the Daily Wire because that's what they do. Um, Yeah. You know, and then he's like, you ever wonder why certain hosts don't talk about certain things? This is why it's because they don't want to get banned off social media. And so, I mean, even without saying it, he basically said it's the Daily Wire. And that's which is ironic because he's (laughs) had to censor himself in order to stay on YouTube. So uh, to to criticize other right wing content creators for doing the exact same thing that he does is kind of ridiculous, but well, yeah. And that's, that's the whole thing. Um, so the, it was either later that night or the next day. Um, Jeremy boring, the CEO of daily wire posts nearly an hour long video, um, going through line by line, what the agreement was. And first of all, it wasn't even like the actual contract. It was, I think he said it's a non binding agreement. It's basically, this is to get the conversation going if we end up signing you to a full contract. So they lay out, you know, here's the idea of what we would want from you if you're going to work here. He gets it, realizes, hey, I don't like these things. They negotiate it, get their lawyers involved. They come to an agreement, and that's that. That's how it's supposed to work, but that's not how it worked this time. Um, And he even said, Jeremy even said, I thought this was interesting, that, you you know, you brought up the whole, um, you know, being careful what you say on YouTube. Well, Jeremy even said on the video that he got this idea from Steven Crowder because he would watch Steven's show and he would, I think he does this like piss off YouTube segment where, um, if if you want to watch that, you have to go subscribe to his mug club and where he can talk about like the COVID vaccine and he can talk about different things that YouTube doesn't like. So he got that from him and saying, okay, you know, you can still do your hour long show that you would normally do. And then the, you do a 30 minute show behind the paywall and you can be more frank and transparent on there. So when you explain it like that, to me, it just makes more sense. It doesn't sound like he's trying to censor what Steven is saying. It sounds like, hey, this is a business that's trying to make money. Yeah. And they even said this too, that. We want to build an alternative to Facebook and YouTube. That's going to take a generation to do. Like, we're not going to do that overnight. Yeah. Um, 
So well, I mean, to me, in, in the they're just trying to make money and they're not trying to, to lose, you know, cause if you get banned off YouTube, they don't get that money back. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, and it's like, you know, look at all of the Twitter alternative sites that have started up and failed, you know, catastrophically within a year at, you know, it's like, you know, people, you know, people have been talking about creating the, 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 the one site that's going to finally bring down Twitter or YouTube, but it just, it never happens because Mm -hmm. all the infrastructure is just already there with these sites. There's no reason for any, any, for anybody to go to these alternatives that are that are just going to be incredibly lacking in terms of features and stability um yeah and 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 touching on your point of uh of you know getting banned off youtube and and shit like that i i love how crowder in his i think it's his second response video he talks about he talks about oh you know it's not about the money it's not you know because uh again uh I don't know if we touched on this, but the contract that he was given was going to be $50 million mm-hmm. over the course of four years. Yeah. That is insane. That is yeah. just to put that in perspective. I think, um, ContraPoints, who is like a major, uh, political YouTuber on, on the other end of the political spectrum. I think she's like a hardcore leftist, but I'm not super sure. But I think she makes somewhere around with her Patreon, she makes around five hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So just putting that in perspective, um, yeah, and like, yeah, and I, I meant to, I meant to mention that. Um, so yeah, twelve over twelve million a year for four years mm-hmm. to get to fifty, and then it said um, if things are going well and they want to renew, it's another twenty five million on top of that for two years. Yeah, so he'd be bringing in $75 million over six years total. Um, and, and, and two, so one of the, one of the things, so um, we're not going to get too deep into the weeds of what all this, uh, this contract entailed. You should watch the, the video from Jeremy boring on that. It's really good, by the way, really uh, informative. But one of the things too is, um, they so one of the things they wanted him to do every year, which they require of all their hosts, is to put on a documentary. And they just did that with Matt Walsh. He did the What is a Woman documentary. They just did that with Candace Owens. She did the BLM um documentary. And so you you know, they're they're having all their hosts do this. And so but in, in it it says that Crowder would not be liable to pay to make all that. Daily Wire would foot the bill to make the documentary. He would just have to produce it and, you know, you know, decide what he wants the documentary to be about. But all the all the, you know, expenses related to creating that would go to Daily Wire. So it's like they're not expecting him to pay to, for all these like contingencies that are in there. If they're they're paying for it. They just want him to show up and do the work like I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm oversimplifying that, but it just, it, to me, it just sounds like, yeah, they want, so they also want, like, I think it's like 192 episodes a year for just his, his show. Um, so that's like Monday through Thursday. He'd have Fridays off. If let's say he gets sick or something, there's a contingency in there saying, Hey, if you get, if you get sick or if you get injured or something like that, we're not going to find you for that. That's not, part of your control but if you just don't 
record an episode and you don't clear it with us, then yeah, there's going to be some reductions in your pay, which to me just sounds common sense. I mean, if you're paying someone 50 freaking million dollars over four years, you want them to do, (laughs) to do the work. Like that's a lot of money to, to give to anybody. And I understand that Crowder has the mug club. He has, I think he's got 25 to 30 employees himself. He's got, you know, cameramen and all that. I go, I get there's a lot that goes into it, but again, like he's still being paid by somebody else. It's not, he's doing everything himself. It's, they have to pay for that too, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not just a one way street, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. And like, and the thing that really kind of bugged me with, you know, how kind of Crowder kind of, I want to phrase this, the way he kind of spun certain things or, or presented certain things. Um, he, you know, he, 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 in his, in his original first two videos, he talks about how, oh, you know, it's, it's not about the money. It's not, you know, it, it's, it's about the movement, yada, yada, yada. But then in those videos, he talks about how getting docked on his pay from getting potentially kicked off of YouTube or getting a, a strike on his channel or getting, you know, demonetized on YouTube, how he would, you know, they would dock his pay. I think, like you said, like 25% or something like that. Um, well, it's like, yeah, that's on, on the face value of that, that seems harsh, but you have to understand, um, the only way daily wire is going to make really any money out of this is if they, if they have, you know, if they, um, receive a share or if not the entire, honestly, probably the only way it would probably be financially viable for them is if they retained all of uh, Crowder's YouTube revenue share. Um, But like, if they don't have that, you know, if he gets banned or, you know, demonetized for extended period of time, that's, that's an extended period of time where they're not making money off his content. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and they, and they have to make money in order to, if they want to renew a contract with him in the future, they have to recruit that loss back to some capacity. Otherwise they're operating at a negative. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, you might think it's harsh for, you know, to, to dock his pay or whatever, you know, whenever he gets, you know, inevitably suspended or whatever on YouTube. But I mean, when you're getting $50 million over the course of four years, you know, I mean, and, and of course, Crowder is going to have to pay for the day, the day-to-day production costs out of his pocket. But I mean, even still, fifty million dollars. Just put yeah. again, just to put that in perspective. Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson's whole net worth is thirty million. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so <laughs> like Crowder would by far be like one of the more, like one of the top earning political commentators possibly in all of media in general. Yeah. No, I, I mean, with numbers like that, I mean, I knew, I, I mean, I kind of figured it was going to be in the millions just because of, you know, mug club and, and things like that. And, you know, he's got 
a couple dozen employees and he pays for their pay and their health insurance, yada, yada. But I didn't think it would be anywhere near that. I mean, that that's that's an insane amount of money. Um, yeah. And the other thing that bugs me, too. Now, first of all, before I get into that, first of all, you know, different companies have different contracts. I mean, there's there's people that used to work with the Blaze saying the Blaze didn't have um, strict contracts like that. Um, that, I mean, that's, that's totally fine. Like not every business has to run the same way. So it, even if after all this, you still think, yeah, that's, I don't really like that deal. That's fine. What I take issue with is this, this holding back important information, like the 50 million and telling like, we're like actually using these words enslaved to work for a company that's in bed with big tech. That to me now you're not just this isn't just oh I I don't like this contract this is I am going to throw mud and I'm going to burn bridges because mm-hmm. I'm not getting what I want to me if if you're a company that is looking to hire another talent or a big name talent would you really want to hire someone like Crowder who's going to do that to you if he doesn't like what you're doing and you know he's not able to get everything he wants. Um, that that just that just bugs me uh, personally, um, but also, you know, he um, he's talking about uh, oh, where was I going to go with this? He um, so he he says this isn't about the money, and you can believe this whether or not you want to. I don't I don't know if he's admitted to this yet or not, but apparently he was actually wanting to get paid between one hundred twenty and one hundred forty million over four years. <laughs> <laughs> so 30 some million dollars oh a year God. like that, that is, is that is insane you know and i was watching uh another big uh youtube commentator i don't always agree with him but um i still think he does an interesting show at uh, tim pool and they were and this was as the video the i think it was the it was either the first or the second video came out they were reacting to it and it was oh, it was Jeremy Boring's video they were reacting to, and they he had seen the line about fifty million or whatever, and they were like, oh, he's worth at least two or three times that. And I'm like, is he though? But then they later yeah. came back, and I they later came back and were like, well, that actually may be too much. Blah blah blah. So yeah, if, if that's true that he actually was wanting to get paid 120 to 140 million dollars. Dude, start your own company. Start your own network. You don't need to be which, like no one's going to pay you that. I mean, like, look, Daily Wire is very, very successful. They are. And I think they'll be even more success- successful down the road. But they're not that successful. Like, they, yeah. they just pay a talent $140 million. Like, when yeah, they just, they just invested $100 million into making kids content. Like, come on, dude. That you're not being serious if you really thought they were going to pay you that. <laughs> so yeah. Insane. Well, and, and you, and you brought up a good point of like start up your own platform. I, I honestly, I honestly think a lot of this is just one big massive PR stunt on his end to launch his own, you know, platform, his own media platform. Um, because why else would you go to this extent of, pseudo or, or or not pseudo but like recording phone calls and you know trying to get them in a, in a sound clip to make them look bad to yeah. i mean it's it's all just done to uh basically drive up 
hype and to rile up his fan base to go support his new, you know, inevitably, I'm sure whenever he announces it, it's he's going to announce some new social media alternative or platform or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think this is a big PR stunt to get people talk because it is. I mean, <laughs> I will admit I'm part of it too. I love this stuff. I, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm a sucker for drama, uh, as long as it doesn't involve me. Um, but, but watch, <laughs> watching, watching the infighting for whatever reason is entertaining to me. Um, and I'm sure it is to a lot of other people. And it, he's got like, I mean, each video he's put out has garnered, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views. So I mean, it is getting people talking and I'm sure he will announce something that he's going to, he's going to do on his own. Um, and here's the thing too. He talks about, cause one of the things he mentions, I think not just in his video, but the, the phone call that he played back, he mentions, you know, this, this isn't how you negotiate, you know, th- this isn't right, blah, blah, blah. And he's talking about negotiations. I think this whole thing is part of his negotiation. I think this is how he wants to do negotiations is he, he, uh, he, first of all, whenever this whole thing started, and Jeremy wanted to reach reach out to Crowder. His agent was like, "No, just send us an offer, and we'll decide if it's worth talking about." They wouldn't even say what number they were looking for. They said, "Just send us an offer." So this whole thing of like sending an offer, not liking it, then blowing up about it, then then waiting, you know, months before you make a big deal out of it. This this is all. I mean, he's an actor. He before he's even done this political commentary stuff, he did acting. So like he. Mm-hmm is an actor like this is a performance to an extent i don't think this is fully about the next generation i'm not saying it's not he doesn't care at all about the next generation of talent but he he and at the end he does want to build his brand and he's never done that before for one thing like as people have pointed out he's always worked for somebody else he's never actually done it himself so i think this is him thinking yeah exactly hey, hey i'm not getting what i want I'm pissed off about that, but also I'm going to use this to my advantage and build my own network. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm completely there, there with you on that. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, and again, you know, when it comes to him recording the phone call too, I wouldn't even have as much of an issue with him doing that. If he was actually catching the daily wire and doing something scummy or catching them in a lie, Mm-hmm. But it just made them look but like it was it was nothing. It just it made it makes this whole situation, honestly, it, it, at least from my perspective, it just it makes the Daily Wire look 10 times better than it did like, prior to, you know, the the first video that he made. You know, it's like, well, yeah, because the things that Jeremy Boring said in the phone call were things that he said in the video that was released the day before. So like it, it, it was very consistent, with, you know, and he started, he started the video with playing just a snippet of Jeremy saying, well, if they have to pay slave wages for a while and then, uh, you know, make a living and then he stops. It's like, okay, for one thing, I didn't know this, but apparently using the term slave wages is a common term that is sometimes used. It's not meant to be like, Hey, you're enslaved to me. It's more of a, Hey, you're brand new. You don't have, you know, the kind of platform that say Crowder or somebody else has, you're starting from, from the ground up. 
Yeah, exactly. You you work your butt off and then you build your own name. And then if you want to leave Daily Wire, you can and you're still famous. You do all your you you do all your stuff. I Mm. I just have a really hard time believing that Jeremy was like, we are my employees are slaves and they they're going to be paid. (laughs) They're going to be paid barely anything to get by. And like, I don't I really don't think that's what he meant. Especially um, when talking to arguably the biggest political commentator on YouTube, you know, it's like, yeah. Mm. Well, and Crowder was the one to bring up slave, like being enslaved to uh, Daily Wire and big tech. So like, yeah, it, I think even in the phone call, he, he was the one that kept saying, well, this is enslavement. And then that's when he said the, that's when Jeremy said the slave wage thing or whatever. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's all, it's, it's like high school stuff. It's, it's mm-hmm. petty to the, at this point um and what's what's sad about it too is they've been friends steven and uh jeremy the daily wire ceo have been friends supposedly for a decade or so so it like it's it's bad enough when you're doing this to a potential employer but when you're also just throwing mud at people that were you're supposedly your friends like that's that's not a good look i, I don't really care who you are even if the contract itself is not great that's still the way you handle it. That doesn't make you look like the hero. It, it just makes you look like, a, you know, a temper tantrum, you know, throwing kid, you know? Yeah. No, like 1000%. It just, you know, and again, him screaming about it being mistreated or being, you know, enslaved. It's like $50 million, dude. <laughs> I would love to be enslaved for $50 million. That'd be amazing. I, yeah, dude, there, there are people on Twitter who are like, dude, I'll do that for like, one tenth of that <laughs> you know like yeah yeah i think uh one of my one of my friends um from ireland he's he's done some podcasts for the blaze saying hey daily wire in case you still have that 50 million laying around i'll take it and, you know <laughs> yeah exactly like i think almost anyone would sign up for that uh, especially with you know and and this too it this also doesn't help your image when you're complaining about uh, stuff like that and you know the price of eggs has gone through the roof and inflation is still affecting people like yeah. really <laughs> you know he again oh, I'm enslaved i'll only be making 50 million dollars over the course of four years it's like <laughs> it's like God. okay uh i i wish i had your problems but yeah yeah so anyway that's that's kind of the that's kind of where we're at on it um i know Ben Shapiro put out a tweet um, early on Friday, uh, basically going through the timeline of when things happened and how, you know, just reiterating that months went by before this was made into a big deal again. And then uh, Candace Owens, she's one of the talents at the Daily Wire. She was on Tim Pool's show uh, the very night that the second video came out, like, it was weird because apparently they hadn't planned for that. I guess they had planned months in advance that she was going to appear on this specific date. And it just happened to be when everything was blowing up. So right in the middle of everything, right in the middle of everything. <laughs> yeah. She was very like very pissed off. Um, and I think, I think at one point she said, Steven Crowder is fundamentally a bad person. Um, so Holy sh- for yeah. real. Yeah, Eli. Oh she called God. him. She called him a crybaby actor. She what? said he was. She said he was uh, insecure man child, uh, basically. And uh, yeah, it, mean, she got. 
she got really personal with it. So she's she's not happy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's a it's a big drama thing again. It, in the grand scheme of things, does this really matter? No, there's obviously more important things in this world. But hey, that's why this show exists is to talk about things that don't really matter in the grand scheme yeah. of things, but are as entertaining as heck to talk about. <laughs> so Yeah, just know that when you're you're listening to our show, you're you're being informed on things that uh hold no value. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that that is what we bring to the table here. Um but yeah. It should um, just be it should just it should just be wired in. This show doesn't matter. <laughs> this show doesn't <laughs> don't matter. Oh yeah. It's uh something else but i mean i i do think it actually is important to an extent because you know there's there's a lot of people that get their information from these platforms and it's for one thing i mean you should never hold anyone up to a to such a level that you know you trust every single thing they say or they can do no wrong i mean we're all we're all human we've all got flaws and issues and things like that um at the same time, though, it's like you need it, it is good to, to know. Like, I, I do appreciate the transparency of of Daily Wire going through this thing. But also I've appreciated Stephen Crowder just showing who he is, you know, in my in my opinion, anyway. Um, I like I like knowing what people really think behind the scenes and how people really act. Um you know, at the end of the day, though, if you want to support Crowder or Daily Wire, it don't really matter. I mean, I still think, um, you know, I still think Crowder does good work with like the change my mind stuff and things like that. And he still says some things I agree with, but, you know, I don't think he should be banned or he should, you know, lose out on any sort of opportunity. I just don't trust him, quite frankly, and I don't really hold yeah. that high of an opinion of him anymore. Well, and, honestly, and I haven't for a while, but I definitely don't now. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, after, after all this, I think it's going to be really it's he's going to be really hard pressed to find really any outlet. You know, if he if he's genuinely looking for other places to work for, it's going to be much more difficult for him now after all this. And I think that's part of why he decided to make this a big deal is because from my understanding, he had some other offers too alongside this from months ago. And what I'm thinking, probably one of the things that happened is those weren't working out either. And he realized, Oh shoot, daily wire. That was a big missed opportunity. Um, you know, I'm used to working for somebody else and all of a sudden none of this stuff is working out. And then when he realized it's really not going to work out with daily wire, he decided, okay, well, I guess I'm going to, blow the whole thing up that's just my that's just my uh opinion on it i, I could be wrong but it, yeah. it sounds like it sounds like he realized oh crap i've made a mistake and i i still think he's gonna try to do it on his own but well i mean we'll see maybe he'll be successful he might i mean he's got a big following so he he might end up being successful but we'll see <laughs> Yeah, that's right. kind of that's kind of my estimation of the whole situation as well. But I mean, again, it's still we're still kind of right in the middle of all of this blowing up. So, um, I mean, who who knows what could develop within hell? Even as we're recording this right now, there's I mean, there's 
really no telling what's happened in the past five to 10 to 30 minutes, you know? So, right. Right. Well, I'm sure we'll uh, revisit this topic at some point. Um, it's uh, it's something that we both enjoy talking about <laughs> mostly because it's kind of an escape from uh, the more important things that go on in our world today. But uh, even still, it's 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 good to know who you listen to and what they believe. So that's why, uh, you know, we are officially just I'm just going to lay this out there. We're officially saying, hey, Daily Wire, we will take that 50 million and we will be a part of your uh your network if you would have us we will yeah we'll, i mean if you know if, Crowder, if Crowder's not going to take that 50 million somebody's got to and you know we you know we might as well do it so yeah i'm i'm willing to make that commitment um <laughs> we may have to step up how many episodes we put out um but i think we can do that for 50 million dollars <laughs> yeah for real it's just yeah it's crazy yeah yeah it is but we do enjoy uh the fact that you decided to tune in and uh listen to us um, talk about what's going on in the world today we will catch you next time um in the meantime take care everybody and we will see you when we see you or hear us when you hear us